Now we got the camera a-going. Four, three, two, one, action. Finally, there we go. It's at the 21st already. Uh, I hope I was saying that all day because I don't remember it being the 21st, except for the fact that in one month, the days get longer again. Chinese reading, not so bad. Looking through keyboard maestro macros. Apparently people use this for music production. Sorting photos and Weijin. Would you let a Chinese company profile your genetics? Folks, it is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky, Canadian expat uh, living here in Beijing, China. This here is my daily audio blog posted Monday to Friday. It's all about the rather, can I say mundane life that is an expat. I mean, I, I know there are some travel uh, bloggers and vloggers and podcasters out there who are uh, living the life all over the place. Maybe they have sponsorships and everything. This this spot this, this this podcast is not sponsored by anybody. It's sponsored by me. That's it. It's just my own effort, my own volition, mostly for my own records. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, you know, uh, as I said last week, Bruce Willis has uh, now uh, has has dementia. Uh, I am I am afraid of things like that happening in my life at, at some point. So until that point, <clears throat> until that point, basically, I find it almost, I wouldn't say it's insulting. It would be a loss of opportunity. It'd be a loss of ability and creative output if I didn't do this. I know not everyone's going to like this. That's fine. I'm okay with this. But I, I, I do feel the need to publish, and so I do, while I'm active, while I'm healthy, while I'm aware, and while I can do it, especially the fact that I'm living in China, these are historic times, I mean, you know what, honestly, every day is historic, <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad truth that uh, no matter what you do, if you declare something to be historic, it becomes historic, because, you know, it, it, you can't not be historic, once it's over, it's done, anyway, that's why I published this thing, but also uh, I do try to be a little bit uh, helpful, 15% more helpful. This uh, Last week I was talking about this article that uh, if you sit beside someone who is 50, uh, who, who's a higher performer or like a better worker or, like, or considered to be a better worker, higher performer, um, that, that sort of a high achiever sort of thing, that seems to affect you by about 15% and usually in your salary. Likewise, if you sit beside someone who doesn't, then it's going to affect you by 30% into your salary. I don't think anyone's lost 30% of their salary because of this podcast, but I'm sure I have given enough ideas for what to do, maybe what not to do, that that would contribute 15% more to your life. 21st of November, so we have one more month until the winter solstice. Uh, tomorrow, apparently... Is it the 22nd or 21st? That is, these things pop up on my 22nd, Xiao Xue. So this is the, the little snow, which uh, marks the uh, the 20th of, uh, what do you call it? The Chinese winter calendar, basically. And uh, uh, it's not all that important to tell you the truth, but they do, they, uh, so it's called the lesser snow, the 20th of the 24 solar terms. It marks the beginning of the 20th solar term. So it's November 22nd that that's going to happen. Um, this is, again, the traditional Chinese lunar calendar. Uh, that's what they go off of 
to mark the Lunar New Year, which is also known as the Spring Festival here in China. So uh, in case you're wondering, like, why is it called Spring Festival and it's still winter? Uh, the winter is very much a northern hemisphere sort of uh, solar calendar thing. Spring Festival goes according to the lunar calendar, which, again, just in case you've forgotten, first week of uh, February, I think it starts February 4th, 2024. Chinese reading, uh, not so bad. Learn the word gun, G-U-N, with a third tone. Gun-gun, ro-chen, gun-gun, gun-ro-chen, porcupine. It's a rolling meatball, <laughs> rolling meat circle. I thought that was cute and funny. And again, the, again, another shocking discovery of reading a children's book like WTF. Do you not know how to say porcupine in Chinese? This reminds me of, uh, there are various lists in language teaching, uh, notably English, the Dolch word list. There's also, I think it was a Tony Bazan's um, mind mapping. He did the, the mind map guy. Tony Bazan, I can't remember his last name. Um, but he also talked about the 100 most common words in a language, and by learning those, you could be functional in the language, and those were always a very good starting point. Now, I actually learned, I, I, I took that list with me to Korea many years ago, the 100 words, uh, and I started applying that to learn how to sort of begin learning Korean. It's all right, it's, it's a good start, but you're talking like a caveman, basically. It's like up, down, left, right, uh, straight, backwards, uh, look, look, see, read. I mean, there's very few words. It's more about prepositions and uh, directions and stuff like that. So, uh, good start. Not entirely. Uh, it's not going to make you fluent, but by reading these China, these kids' books, ah, uh, it's humbling that even when I see a color, I know it's going to be a color, zhongse, right, brown, and I'm looking at this word going. It could be zhongse, well, zhongse, uh, which is brown, or could it be huise, which is like not, it's like dark, uh, like gray sort of thing. And there's just words that I'm looking at going, wow, isn't that shocking that even a grade two or grade three kid could outread my Chinese? And I've been studying the language. Well, who, who would be studying it longer, longer? Me, six, seven years at this point? Or uh, a grade two or grade three or five or six years old, and they have complete immersion. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's unfair. It is what it is. We were born where we were born. Are they going to become English teachers? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was kind of interesting to, uh, again, humbling to read these books, kind of go, wow, there's a lot of little words that I don't know. <clears throat> and I've been critical of learn of people using big words. And it seems like with my HSK six studies, honestly, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to go really high level when even the basics are kind of shaky to tell you the truth. It, I, I can't say that the big, like, yes, HSK one, two, three would be pretty easy for me, but HSK four, uh, I couldn't say that I could remember all the, the characters necessarily. HSK five definitely not because uh, I don't think I ever I haven't finished the textbook yet, uh, but it doesn't mean that I haven't contacted the characters yet uh, in, in some way. So 
reading, it's gotten easier. It's become interesting. And again, with the grammatical constructions, uh, it's fascinating to be able to read a kid's book. I know they're simple. Uh, and I, I know before I was saying many like years ago, saying, yeah, you got to get away from kids' books, you know, get away from the graded readers, which, again, I think I mentioned this last week, the graded readers are a little bit different than books written for kids. The books written for kids are written in such a way that they are uh, meant for basically native speakers. Whereas the graded readers, uh, and I'm talking about those readers that they take an article and then they dumb it down. They make it so they they make uh, they change the vocabulary so that it's easier for uh, learners to sort of read, comprehend, and learn the necessary words in in the uh, the word list. I've always found found those very boring. Uh, some of them are old stories, to tell you the truth, and they've sort of been used for so long that they're just and they're or they're about something like love or. Um, Things like, it's just not not very interesting. Whereas, and a lot of text, not going to lie. These kids' books, mostly pictures, right? So, unlike the one or two black and white drawings that you get in these graded readers, with the kids' book, uh, you are actually getting color. And you can look around the different pictures. And can you imagine reading to a kid, like in your own uh, native language? What would you say? Would you ask them, what, what is this? What is this doing? What are they doing? What color is that? Like doing the whole, I guess that's even an ESL sort of lesson plan right there. Uh, just being able to read and, um, there we go, uh, and uh, ask questions as you go along. It's kind of tough to do that with those text-heavy uh, graded readers. And then at the end of those graded they're like, well, uh, do you... Uh, uh, what was uh, Sir Zhang Shan uh, doing that day? And you're going, I don't know. I was concentrating on learning the characters. I don't remember what the content was. That's my issue with the graded readers. Kids' books, look at me. Now I've become a proponent of reading kids' books in your target language. <sighs> Oops. Looking at keyboard maestro macros. And apparently people use this program to automate functions in Logic Pro, which is an audio editing software that I use, and Pro Tools. Uh, that's kind of interesting. I think they've, they've also talked about DaVinci as well. No one's talked about uh, Final Cut Pro as much as I didn't see too much. Uh, I was looking through it. I've started to pick away at it uh, and started to break down <clears throat> the different automations that I need to have. And there are two or three that would be really great to have that would save me a couple hours every week probably. Uh, number one is to clean up the downloads folder from all of my... Um, my project files and like uh, any newspapers or publications that I download on a regular basis. Uh, the other thing would be to create the HTML text for the website. And I've tried, I've almost got this working with Automator uh, last year, but uh, or earlier this year, but kind of gave up on it because it just wasn't working the way I wanted it to. Keyboard Maestro apparently can do it a little bit easier because uh, it, it's not afraid of using HTML text, uh, which for some reason, I couldn't get to work with Automator. Uh, so that's another one. And then the only other thing, apparently even Keyboard Maestro can upload to uh, websites, which this would change my whole uh, production work. That that would save me an hour, two hours 
even just 15 minutes every two or three days, it's it's a that would be a great time uh, saver if I could get that actually fully automated. Awesome. Sorting photos. How often do you do this? <laughs> I was looking through some. My iPhone storage has been over its max for many, many long times uh, since Singapore, basically. And I was looking through my photos of Canada. Oh, my goodness. I haven't posted half of these to the Instagram. I think the last Instagram photo was um, Canadian foods. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you know, you know, if I were to something were to happen, like my last picture on Instagram is food from Canada. Well, there's been so much that's happened since then. So I should probably uh, start updating some things there. Uh, I did manage to move a bunch of the uh, photos off the iPhone. I'll confess, I don't know how to access my iCloud on my computer, uh, which in theory would make it easier to download, I think, to download all the photos onto my computer. I couldn't figure it out, and I was like wasting time. Not only that, the, the other thing is that I do actually have to sort through them, because the iPhone, although it does do some sorting, it, I mean, it's not sorted according to the topics that I generate on a pretty much a daily basis. Uh, and uh, so being able to actually go through the photos and through the videos, picking through the ones that need to be put over here, over there and stuff like that, it just takes time. This is something I neglected to do. Uh, this is the reason why I lost a bunch of photos on my Android phone, because I just never did. Um, which, by the way, that Android phone, although it is still not working, um, Apparently, you can get this thing, you can take that into the Xiaomi store, and they should be able to fix it, hopefully without deleting any of the uh, um, the, the, the data. Apparently, you can flash the ROM, and that won't delete the data, but I'm not sure. I'm still kind of a little bit uh, hesitant about taking it in, in contrast to just not having it work at all, right? Uh, so yeah, da downloading all these photos um, with the uh, uh, iPhone, or airdropping, I should say, a lot easier than using the USB-C cable to transfer photos, which is very nice. The one downside of the the, uh, the iPhone photo method is that the albums don't, you can't send an album of photos for whatever reason. Like you can create albums, you can upload that album into your shared al albums, which then shares across your devices and keeps everything separate. But when you try to send those photos to a computer, they get sent individually and not in a uh, uh, a folder format. <clears throat> Lastly, the naming scheme of the iPhone. I hate it. It's terrible. It does it in sequential order, uh, which is like so 2010, 2005 methodology of uh, labeling photos. The, the Xiaomi phones labeled them not only, they didn't, not sequentially, but it was like, year, month, day, timestamp. You could not mistake what time and day you actually took that photo. Now, I know some people might say, well, I, you know, the iPhone's privacy and stuff like that. I'm going, but for the sake of my organization, it'd be nice to know that if this photo was taken on, you know, July 12th or July 11th, and I'd just like to be able to look at the file name and see that rather than have to go into the info folder in my iPhone or my Finder and find that information. Again, I know, small little concerns. <sighs> You'll get over it, right? Finally, WeGene, would you let a Chinese company profile you? <laughs> I mean, like more than they are, than they've already profiled you. I mean, if the other thing I was kind of wondering, 
what's worse, your browser history or your Taobao search history? I don't know what you guys search for because Taobao is sort of known uh, to be, can I say the Wild West of uh, what you can buy? You can buy just about anything on Taobao. It's it's uh, very open in terms of what's available, uh, both for services and for uh, products. So, I mean, if you need cleaning people, if you need partners for the day, uh, if you need uh, fun toys for anybody or anything, or if you need books, you can get those too. So it's all available. And I was just thinking, I don't know how to, I mean, I can't browse Taobao in private mode. I have no idea. Uh, I guess you could log out, but then that's just, oh, that's a pain in the ass. That would be logging out of Taobao. Who knows you're going to be able to get logged back in sort of thing. Uh, but this uh, this company, WeGene, does these, uh, I guess it's similar to 23andMe, which is also a gene profiling, not gene profiling, what is it? it's like blood, blood test. The, you get a swab, basically. So your DNA, it's like a DNA test or something like that. Uh, oh, goodness, I'm dropping the word here. They send you a kit, you swab your mouth, you put it back in the kit, you mail it back, and later on they give you a, a report of all your sort of, I guess it's the the micro and macronutrients in your system or your platelet levels and stuff like that, maybe. I don't know. It seemed a little hmm, too simplistic for a mouth swab to give you that much information. Uh, but certainly, and, and <laughs> one of my, my pungyos here is like, you know, it's all just big data profiling. I'm like, you know what? The key about that actually, uh, for what with this like 23andMe, and uh, we gene and things like this, these sort of gene sequencing or, you know, and analyzing your body. What I would be interested in is what nutrients am I deficient in? Uh, what sort of threats or issues you would have or I would have with uh, like blood, like platelet levels, types of blood vessels I have. Uh, so stuff that, stuff that you're not feeling but stuff that could later on turn into something or something that you don't feel because it doesn't register as very as a major issue. But, you know, if you could fix it, how would you feel if you did? Right. And would it sort of contribute to uh, longevity as well? Um, yeah, I think it goes without saying if you stay away from drinking too much, you don't smoke uh, a pack of cigarettes. If you don't smoke at all, basically, um, a cigarette a day, maybe uh, your body could sort of fight it. But uh, even then, you're breathing in uh, smog, you're breathing in cigarette, you smoke, which, I mean, if people don't want to live in Beijing, if you're smoking, I think uh, that, that argument sort of goes by the wayside. And you sort of stay away from heavily processed foods and all those uh, sweets and stuff like that. If you don't consume those so much on a regular basis and you do your physical exercise, like literally... Physical exercise, you got to keep moving. That is probably the key to staying healthy, <laughs> just to staying nimble. Think of all those creaks and, you know, pops and like grunts that you give out whenever you're doing something. If you spent 20 to 30 minutes, 20 to 25, 15 to 20 minutes stretching every morning and like proper stretching, not like, oh yeah, you're, you're crossing your, your arm, your forearm over your other arm. And you're like, oh, yeah, there, there we go. I stretch my shoulder. That's going to help. No. Stretch your hamstring. Stretch your quads. Stretch your, get your back stretched out. Stretch your, 
your shoulders, of course, but but by hanging on like a uh, uh, pull-up bar, do that. Um, stretch your uh, calves uh, and stuff like that. Uh, stretch your midsection, stretch your neck, get your traps, get a massage ball, a massage in between uh, your shoulder blades and your spine. That, that one changed my life because that was a cause of my neck pain. A lot of people have neck pain. A lot of people have back pain. You massage in between your shoulder blades, your traps there, and I'll tell you, your life will change. You won't have that same neck pain. I mean, you might have to do some other sort of neck exercises and strengthenings just to make sure that you've got proper strength in your neck. But get a massage ball, make that work. Massage your feet with a lacrosse ball or a massage ball again. Dude, if you're not stretching, then don't be complaining about pain. Don't say it's age. It's not age. It's you're not you're not aging right. Of course, Steve, you're a young man. Easy to criticize people. All right? <laughs> you're a young, healthy person. Keep it that way. You don't need a widget. You don't need a company to profile you. But I was thinking for it was like a 900 quai. Apparently, you can get them on sale for 450 RMB, uh, the, uh, the swab kits. I might do it. Not only that, I should probably go for my physical, my annual physical as a uh, that's coming up due as well. All right, folks, I want to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks are up on my website, stevensersky.com. And think about it. Just how much can you automate these days? Because it's coming for you, and it might make our lives a whole lot easier. Thanks again. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.